0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tone's Oh, Market Analysis. Oh, wait. Trading Bitcoin. I'm getting my own podcast confused now. Jeez, I need Leah. See, this is what happens when Leah can't uh, help me host the shows. Uh, welcome to another edition of Trading Bitcoin with your host, Tone Vase. And uh, uh, doing uh, things a little bit differently. Uh, so uh, because of the live chat, and everything that goes on in the live chat, I decided to limit people uh, to only be allowed to make a comment once every 30 seconds. So maybe that would cut down on some of the spam uh, and let's see if this is better. And if it's not much better, maybe I'll raise it up to 60 seconds, right? Uh, But I wanted to do the show. Also, I haven't done an evening show in a while. Uh, I know people in Australia, people in Southeast Asia, uh, Japan, don't really get to watch me all that much live because it's very late when we do our show uh, around 11 a.m. Eastern time. Um, so uh, so this should be good. Uh, this will give you guys a chance to ask questions. Uh, Corey, thank you so much for pulling together questions for me uh, this time as well. All right. Let's um, go to screen share and begin. Um, I don't really have too many announcements. Um, hey, guys. So Lots of people are in town already for consensus. I know Jimmy's already in town. People have already been texting me because they're hanging out. Uh, but I'm here with you guys. You know, I'll, uh, I'll see them uh, next week, Monday. Uh, I spent all day doing work. That's why you, 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 have, you didn't see the show earlier today. Um, I'll tell you what I was working on. But um, uh, anyway, um, as we go through it, all right, let's do it. Uh, screen share. All right. Uh, my usual disclaimer, uh, working with a new monitor, if you saw, you know, you see all this mess behind me with boxes, uh, installed a 32 inch monitor, uh, upgraded my 26 inch monitor to a 32, ah, I feel small. So maybe I'll, uh, I'll have to raise that one to maybe I'll go up to a 40 inch monitor. I don't know. Um, I thought this was the most I can fit on my desk, but, um, I think I can go bigger. So we'll see what happens. Um. All right, uh, let me, what was I doing here? Uh, all right, screen share. Uh, educational tools, uh, learn trading. Uh, this page will be migrated over to tonebase.com in the very near future. Uh, one of the things I was working on today, uh, but check it out. Lots of free, very useful information here. Uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I focus on section six, mostly because nobody else does. And uh, and, and we'll see what happens. And uh, uh, people are starting to learn uh, the TD sequential stuff. And uh, some people are probably already better at it than I am. But uh, this was something I brought into the space. And I continue to like using it in the market. Sorry, guys, I'm a little tired. I've actually been in front of this computer all day uh, working. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, If my free stuff is not enough, please check out the consulting section of my website, which will, again, soon be migrated over to ToneVase.com. And uh, for trading seminars, that was the first thing, uh, trading workshops, actually. I'm trying to change the the name to workshops across the board. Um, I'll I'll open up Dublin and London probably maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I got to check with my guys. Um, Maybe I'll open up registration for this tomorrow. uh, Philadelphia. I can swear I saw 17 earlier. Um, I don't know. Maybe I have to restart the website. Uh, But yeah, seats are starting to go. Uh, People are starting to register, which is great. Um, Also, make sure you check out like the frequently asked questions. Uh, This will answer a lot of your questions. A lot of people uh, get confused. And here are the pictures from uh, prior workshops. Uh, So if you've attended one of these, um, uh, there there you are. Uh, So this was... San Francisco. San Francisco as well. Uh, Same one. Uh, uh, This is Los Angeles. This was also in Los Angeles. And uh, Singapore, New York. Uh, This is New York. And uh, this is LA. This is Toronto. Uh, This looks like Texas, actually. That's LA and that's San Fran. So there you go. Uh, And here's the registration page with all your info. Um, Also, I haven't talked a lot about this yet, but I will in the near future. Um, I will be part of Bitcoin Live, where I will be contributing educational videos on learning how to trade. Um, A lot more information on this is coming. uh, But if you want to, you know, uh, uh, you, you don't have to pay anything now, but you can like sign up to the mailing list. Uh, and that would give you a discount on, uh, that, that would give you a discount on a lot of the stuff. Uh, if you do that. Okay. Uh, if you just go ahead and sign up and, uh, I'll I'll post a link to this and this is what I was working on. I was working on a new affiliates, um, affiliate and referrals page. Uh, that's what I was uh, working on a new page for my new website. And there'll be a link to Bitcoin Live on there. Uh, All right, let's talk about the charts. So uh, here is the weekly chart. And let's see what we can say about the weekly chart. So the weekly chart in one week has almost erased three weeks of gains. And I say almost because the opening of um, the opening of this week here was where's the opening eight thousand three hundred fifty three. So um, if the price falls another uh, twenty five bucks, we would have erased three weeks of gains in one week of downside. Um, this is this is important. It's important because people have to realize that markets fall much faster than they rise. That's always the case in any market, in any asset, okay? So because you are going to fall faster than you rise, this is one of the reasons why I was cautious throughout this entire five-week run-up because I didn't trust it. I didn't trust it because I was nervous that a week like this like uh, the uh, a week like uh uh march fifth a week like March twelfth a week like march twenty sixth would happen again uh and uh that that that's what was bothering me okay and I was cautious and I continued to warn my followers um of that
1: potential, so, oh, hold on a second, guys. Uh, all right,
0: cool, Hey right, Corey, yeah, just keep throwing the questions in there. Um, so the week is almost over, let's see what happens tomorrow, right? But um, once this week ends, we would have a lot more clarity. Now, no matter what, this week is going to finish on a green five because in order to get a price flip, in order to go to a red one, you would need to close like below 7,000 and that's
1: uh, not likely to, oh, wait, actually, oh, wait, guys, this could have a price flip. Oh, yeah, I
0: think this was a price flip at the lows, right? because we just have to close below this candle, which is the opening of this candle. Yeah, so if we fall another 20 bucks, uh, another $30 from here, this will be a price flip to a red one. And according to this indicator that I like using, a price flip means you should have no position in the market. Uh, You wait for a green number to go above another green number to go bullish. Uh, to go long, you wait for a red number to go below another red number uh, to go uh, to to go bearish to go short. Okay, so um,
1: let's see what happens. I'm going to be very curious how this week ends tomorrow. And um, other than that, um,
0: if I zoom this out, well, let's see what your positives are. Well, let's see if I find anything positive in this chart. Okay, so here are your positives. Your 50-week moving average is uh, trending up and the price is above the 50-week moving average. That's positive. You're above the trend line. That's positive. You're above the seven-week uh, moving average that ha- is completely flat at the moment. So it's borderline positive, but you are uh, the 30-week moving average is rising, which is positive. However, the price is below the 30-week moving average, which is negative. Uh, the death cross between the seven-week and the 30-week has happened. So that's negative, okay? You got rejected by the 30-week moving average. That's negative. And if I zoom out back to
1: 2014, if I zoom out back to 2014, um, you are
0: here. It's this big red week, okay? So you can even compare uh, what, how, um, you know, the price drop that week, right? Just look at the numbers. Look at the numbers at the top. Let me get the Fibonacci's out of the way there. Okay, so if I compare um, what happened here, right? So the opening and the high were the same. Let's round, let's say it was 660 bucks. The close was 590, and the low was 538. So, man, my math is going to be a little bit rusty, right? So, we're talking a $70 drop on 660 so 7 on 66 what's what percentage is 7 out of 66 so um it's about what 10% 9% it's about it's about 9 to 10%, right so you fell about 9% that week now the low was 54 So now we're talking, um, $12. So 12 on 66. So what's 12 out of 66 that looks about like 12%. Okay. That's how bad that week was. The current week is probably not as bad, right? Um, oh, it's about the same, right? So, uh, the high and the open were about the same, let's say 96.20 and the low was 82 and now we're at 84, okay? So, you know, 96 down to 84. So that is $1,200 drop. So we're talking about 1,200 on 96. So that's about the same. Yeah, that, that, that's about 12%, Right. And uh and the low is a little bit lower than that. So, like it's it's scary how close they look. Not to mention, you know, you got rejected by the 30 week here, you got rejected by the 30 week there. This, if I zoom in on that candle, if I zoom in on that candle, notice how this candle bounced right off the seven-week moving average. Bounced right off of it. And at the end of the week, it rallied kind of significantly. But then it just stayed steady, did not break the high. The high took place two weeks before the breakdown candle. Uh, And these candles were actually a little more bullish than they are right now because these two candles actually broke above the 30 week moving average. Uh, The first candle back in May of of the the May 26th candle of 2014 closed right at the 30 week. The candle of the first week of June of 2014 actually closed above the 30 week moving average. Then the big 12% drop bounced off the seven day, uh, but then, and then you had a golden cross. And you had everything going up, right? So on this little candle right here, this is a pretty damn good bull trap because your seven week is above the 30 week. Oh, but the 30 week is declining. Okay, so that's different. Uh, Nope, there was still a a bearish factor. Um, There was a golden cross here, but then it turned around there, okay? And then there's this triple cross. That's pretty nasty. Uh, Let's see if that repeats as well in the near future. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Um, but now let's go take a look at the current situation and then we'll talk about why I'm comparing, uh, 2014 of Bitcoin to the current price of Bitcoin. So we are also bouncing off the seven week moving average. And who knows, maybe, um, next the tomorrow, we're going to go up a thousand bucks Or, like, you know, 700 bucks all the way back to 9,000. That's possible. That's still not going to change the trend. Okay. The trend here is still bearish until a couple of things happen. The price gets back above the 30 week moving average. The seven week moving average um, goes up and gives you a golden cross over the 30 week moving average. And the 30 week moving average is trending to the upside, which it currently isn't doing. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, the 30 equivalent average is currently doing that, uh, which it is currently doing, okay? But it needs to stay that way because, hey, this is 30 candles. Uh, if I start counting 30 candles back, uh, these things are going to start dropping out
1: quick. Let me do it real quick. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Oh, wow. So um,
0: the 30-week moving average can actually go up for quite a bit here uh, because we're still using candles that are lower than the current price. Uh, But once these top candles start dropping out, um, yeah, so this thing could stay bullish for a little while, actually. So yeah, big difference between the 7 and the 30. Um, Okay, so... People have been asking me, why do I constantly compare, the, or lately at least, the 2014 uh, Bitcoin with the current price of Bitcoin? Because the environment of Bitcoin is different today than it was in 2014. Now, I will, of course, argue that the environment for Bitcoin is not all that different than it was in 2014. And I can easily debate that the environment in 2014 was more bullish for Bitcoin than it is today. I can argue that. And I'm not going to for the purposes of this video, but I easily could. can easily argue that, okay? Uh, Bitcoin dominance back then was 90-something percent. Uh, Bitcoin dominance today is like 40%, not even 35%. And uh, now I, I know that the market cap is a, is a crappy way of identifying dominance, but it's also like, like the mentality of the people. Uh, the majority, 90, 95% of the people back in 2014 were all about Bitcoin. Today, the average person is about crypto. They're not about Bitcoin. The average person in crypto today kind of wants Bitcoin to die so that he can get rich on their scam coin. Uh, that's the average person that I meet. So I'll make the argument that the 2014 Bitcoin environment was more bullish for Bitcoin than the current environment. Now, the price of Bitcoin was also much lower back then, right? So you have to take that into account. You always have to assume that the current price of Bitcoin is the fair price of Bitcoin, that's true. And we're using kind of like uh, market psychology, probability and statistics to try and figure out where it's going next. So I don't have to compare Bitcoin to uh, the environment of Bitcoin itself to 2014. Let's go take a look at gold. Um, Here is the weekly chart of gold.
1: And I'm going to plot the same moving averages. Let me get the other one.
0: Let me close this one. Let me get the, let me get the same one that I use. All right, we're gonna use the seven. We're gonna use the 30 and we're gonna use the 50. Uh, thank you, uh, Tyler for getting me onto these indicate to these moving averages. I kind of like them. Um, okay, let's apply that. Let's close this. And let's put my colors in, Oh, wrong one. Let's put my colors in here. Um, let's do the short-term moving average. I believe I had uh, orange, the, this one is purple and this one is blue.
1: Okay, uh, let's make them thicker. Nope, that's not the moving average
0: no that's not moving averages either let's make them nice and thick all right and let's go take a look at gold am i missing a moving average what's going on here oh yeah i unchecked okay here we go okay
1: Let's look at the moving averages. Let's see where we are.
0: See, this one is a little bit tricky, right? Because um, after gold, this, this is also the weekly chart of gold. Maybe I should use the monthly chart of gold, actually, because gold took longer to fall.
1: Huh? Where are we here? Oh, wow. We're all the way back there. There we go.
0: Hmm. Try to see if this is better. No, not really. Let's go back to weekly. let's try to figure out where we are i would say we are equivalent to this area
1: here so here is how i compare them maybe i can do them side by side um
0: DTC, USD, Bitstamp,
1: or Bitfinex. Perfect. See, now I wanna compare
0: the weekly of gold to the daily of Bitcoin
1: because gold just took longer to fall. Uh, really no good
0: views here. Okay, so I'm gonna assume that Bitcoin is
1: doing everything that gold did, only it's doing it slower. Nah, I thought this would be a better comparison not it's just not like look here's the deal here's
0: the deal you want bitcoin right in the current situation to be this situation of gold You don't want Bitcoin to be here. Okay, then it's gonna get real ugly, okay? So, and you see how gold initially fell off the top, made a double top, made really sharp turns, then it had this longer, a slower recovery Man, what if I put this to daily? Trying to find a good match. Really trying to find a good match. I think this is a little bit better. I just want to prove to you that, like, I don't have to use Bitcoin of 2014 as perfect as it looks. Um, yeah, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Okay. So
1: here is gold. Here is the top in gold. and
0: there's the top in bitcoin on the right okay you have gold on the left okay the indicators are visible okay and it made you know this double uh, in in the case of gold it made a triple bottom with the third bottom like took its time it's this adam and eve pattern You know, a sharp downturn and then a prolonged downturn. So here's your Adam and Eve. Actually, it was double Adam and Eve. Uh, Let's not get into what that looks like um, with his slang words. And then you went up. Everything turned bullish except your um, 30-week had not yet crossed over the 50-week. And when it did your seven week was already going down, okay? It made a slightly higher high off of the Eve part of the pattern and it broke down. And then once the bottom broke out, it fell a lot. And after it fell, it made another atom and a bit of an Eve pattern and went back to the upside making a double top. Okay, so this area, this double bottom here is very similar to this. Then you make your secondary high, kind of like this guy. Nice bull trap right here. Then you go back to this point and boom, you break down. So this breakdown of Bitcoin in February is very similar to the gold breakdown of 2013. Now the gold breakdown of 2013, when it broke, when the prior lows broke, gold was at 1600. It went all the way to 1200 from 1600. So that's what um, 400 bucks on 1600. That's 25 percent. When Bitcoin broke down, let's say it broke down from this area of 13,000 it fell down all the way down to 6,000. It fell almost 50% or a little over 50%. Or if you use 12,000 as a breakdown point, it fell 50%. It fell even more than gold percentage-wise, okay? Um, But gold had a higher... uh, I mean, gold didn't go as high, right? Gold only went to 2K. Bitcoin went to 20K, right? So when gold fell to 1,200, that's like... uh, You know, again, uh, it went from 20,000 to 1,200. Sorry, from 2,000 to 1,200. Bitcoin went from 20,000, right? Big difference there. Um, So we fell down to six, then we went back and made a double top. So we bounced off of this sharp turn. We went up. We made another one. Then we came down to the same area. Came down to the same area and took a little extra time getting back to where we were before. Like, it's a little different this time, right? We went up twice. Then we went down, took a bunch of time in the same vicinity. Again, this is the Adam and Eve pattern. Adam and Eve pattern, right? And look what happened next for gold. It went back to those lows tried it again made lower highs and eventually 1200 broke when 1200 broke it fell down to just above 1000 so it fell a 200 bucks on 1200 which is you know almost 20% so the daily chart here went back up and made a clearly a lower high a lower high now we're going down Do we have to go down? No, but here's what happens. If we come down again, back to the $6,000 area, that's like gold coming back down to the $1,200 area. It can bounce from there again and make yet a lower high. And then again from the $1,200 area and make yet a lower high until eventually it breaks down. Um, so here's where gold finally goes bullish when all three moving averages are in order and rising. So that didn't happen till 2016. Okay. And I still think, I don't think gold's out of the woods yet. Like I'm 50-50 on gold right now, but this area looked good. So again, I don't have to use the 2014 days of Bitcoin in order to, have an idea of where the price is going from a technical perspective after a bubble pops, uh, the price bubble pops. Uh, See, there's two kinds of bubbles, right? Like Bitcoin goes through price bubbles. The shitcoin is going to be a bubble like the dot-com bubble. See, there's a difference. There's a difference between something being overpriced where the underlying technology is solid and a bubble like the tulips that doesn't come back. You know, like um, the dot coms came back, but not ICOing just because, not IPOing just because it's a dot com. So the ICO bubble and the shitcoin bubble is going to pop and it's not going to come back. Like no one will ever trust an ICO after that bubble pops. But Bitcoin is just price. It's just price, guys. It's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to go down less than it went up and then it's gonna go up more, right? This rise began from around, you know, five, $600 per Bitcoin. So as long as we stay above a thousand, we're still in a greater uptrend, but we could go down to a thousand and remain in the long scale uptrend while we're in this, you know, 12 month bear market. And I don't believe the bear market has played out uh, just like everyone was screaming, you know, gold is out of its bear market, probably over here. And uh, and there it went uh, from 1,400 down to 1,000, losing about 30%. So uh, that's where I think we are. I think we're in this area here. Uh, but I think, unfortunately, just like when... Gold broke down its first level of the bubble at 1600 and went straight down to 1200, only losing about 25%. Bitcoin, when it broke its $12,000 level, fell 50%, right? So Bitcoin fell twice as much in percentage terms than gold on the breakdown of the 1600 area in 2013. So, I wouldn't be surprised if when 6,000 is broken, that's like breaking the $12,000 hold. And if I compare this to gold, uh, gold went from 1,200 to 1,000. I'm rounding, went from 1,200 to 1,000. So, that's let's say roughly just under 20%. Um, gold, uh, Bitcoin doubled that drop uh, a few months ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin doubles this drop again, right? So if gold only fell 18%, I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin fell you know, 35% from the $6,000 level if the $6,000 level is broken to the downside. Do I expect the $6,000 level to get broken to the downside? Yes, I do. But it doesn't have to do that. But if the $6,000 level breaks, comparing Bitcoin to gold uh, from a price perspective. Nothing to do with fundamentals, okay? Uh, Do I think Bitcoin's fundamentals are better than gold? Yes, I do, but it's irrelevant. Uh, So uh, gold breaking down uh, 35% from 6,000, you know, that's probably about $2,000, right? So that takes us down to 4K. I don't actually want to see us go down to 4K, I'm hoping that 4900 will hold up the price. But we'll see what happens, okay? But that's pretty much my view on things. And if you don't like me comparing it to gold, I can go and compare it to the NASDAQ. And I'm sure it would look very, very similar, all right? Um, But for now, let's put gold back where it belongs and I'll ignore that other part, okay? Um, All right. Uh, uh, next time I'll do the same exercise with the NASDAQ. Like, like, like it, 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 it has to do with the psychology of people holding an asset in a downtrend after unreasonable FOMO brought it to levels. It should not have gone to that's all it is. It happened with Bitcoin in 2014. It happens happening in Bitcoin now and in recent history, I can also maybe go to the oil bubble, you know, the oil bubble of 2009, all right? And we can compare it to that, right? There was a look at the real estate stocks or financial stocks in 2008. I'm sure it's going to look the same. And NASDAQ in 2000, I'm sure it's going to look the same, okay? Uh, all right, let's look at the daily chart now. Uh, I already talked about it in that context, but let's look at it in, in, in current context, right? So once again, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at slightly different moving averages here, okay? So I'm looking at the 50, 128, and 200, okay? So the blue is the 50, the 128 is the purple, and the 200 is the orange. Uh, and um, it looks like the 128 is now starting to accelerate to the downside fairly quickly, while the 50 is still pretty flat. Now this arrow seems to be working out uh, fairly well. If I go back to the weekly, okay. I want to see if this number flips to a red one. <clears throat> Hold on, get a drink. Oh, says so I'm wearing a blockstream shirt. Hey, looking forward to seeing you guys uh, this week at Consensus. Feel free to give me more uh, t shirts. That's my price for shilling your company. A hoodie would be great. I've seen you guys wear those if anyone's listening. (laughs) So um, here's the daily chart. You had a death cross of the 128 going below the 200 uh, recently. That took place in early May. You had the official, the original death cross in. in the 50 going on to 200 that took place in the beginning of April. And let's look at the daily chart. So the daily chart is holding the 50 day moving average. That's the good news. Uh, the neutral news is that you are on a seven of nine. So that means, uh, the current, oh, this is a new candle actually. So this seven candle has just started. Uh, so you have, uh, 72 more hours of potential downside. Now things also tend to reverse on eights and not always nines. Uh, So this bear move may be coming to a short term end. I'm going to leave this arrow where it is because this arrow specifically points to the 15th. I did that on purpose. This is the 13th. um, Wait a minute. Right. Right. So this is the candle of the 13th, uh, 14th, 15th. Okay. So I will be expecting a bounce off the nine um, in this vicinity. Now, how high can this bounce go? If Bitcoin is even borderline strong, it can go as high as the red line. The red line is your breakdown level. I would be looking for a one to four candle correction. So let me make this clear. So uh, this would be a nine candle. So that's one, two, three, four, the 19th. So I would be looking for a rebound on the 19th, as of the 19th, as of the nine candle, somewhere in our vicinity. I, I do not expect this rebound to go above 8,800. I, I expect the breakdown level to hold the vicinity. Okay. After that, well, it's not pretty guys. So look away or turn it off or do whatever you like to meditate. After that, I think we're going to go back to the downside. And I I don't think this trend line, I, I don't even know if this trend line is important or not.
1: Where is it even coming from? All right, way down there.
0: It's possible, but unlikely. I don't think anyone is even looking at this trend line, but me. So, uh, and here's the problem. You see, there is nothing else here. I have no support because this thing went straight up. I have no support. Well like I, I almost want to draw this thing back to he, back to 6000. But that that would look like unreasonable and then like the the the, the trolls. So I'm going you know what I'm going to leave it here for now. And then I'll deal with it cuz I still have like 2 weeks to deal with it, right? So but this is my outlook. Does it have to happen that way? Of course it doesn't. Okay? Uh. But this is what I'm looking for as of right now. With all of the information that I have at my disposal for the price of Bitcoin, this is what I'm seeing. And this has absolutely nothing to do with the exchange in Korea. It's all irrelevant, right? Um, here is another piece of bad, bad news, guys. Um, I, know, I know this candle still has like 22 hours to go. But if this candle closes as is, you are closing at a brand new swing low, and that's bearish. Uh, If the 50-day moving average breaks, that's bearish. So uh, I know that these red candles, red arrows, didn't work out. But uh, this red arrow was not tradable because it clearly has space between the red line and the arrow. Uh, This red arrow started earlier. So there you go. As far as trading the indicator, your short trade was when a red two started trading below a red one. And um, the price flip never took place. And if you were short this whole time, you wanna start looking at for profits, you know, you know, sometime in 36 hours. Uh, that's it, that's it for the daily. Um, I'll take a look at the indicators. The RSI has not gone over sold yet. So plenty of room. I don't have the MACD and um, I don't see much on on the CMF. So we'll take a look at that on shorter timeframes where it's more useful. Uh, Going back to the weekly chart for a minute, the MACD never crossed to the upside uh, and it's now started, it looked like it was going to if this was a positive week, but it wasn't. So your MACD never crossed to the upside and your RSI never went oversold. So you still got plenty of room to the downside here, based on MACD and RSI. Um, so nothing really there. See, when the, when the market finally bottomed in 2015, uh, the RSI was briefly oversold right there. And uh, that's it, it came close, but we did touch an oversold condition. Uh, on the weekly. And we've gone above overbought. What do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times since the only oversold condition since the, you know, 2011 days. So uh, ideally you want to see the RSI go oversold before there's enough confidence that, or at least my confidence that the bottom is completely in. And I want to see the RSI go oversold so that I have confidence in that bottom. Hopefully it'll happen at a $5,000 price of Bitcoin and not a $1,300 price of Bitcoin, but I don't control the price. I just call it like I see it. Don't like it, don't watch me. It's that, it really is that simple. You have a mute button, you have an off button. Use them. All right, next, what is this? This is the 12-hour chart. Uh, the 12-hour chart gave you a one-off price flip, which again, as I explained uh, not that long ago, I'm sure maybe on a different time frame, is a bit of a double-edged sword, right? On the one hand, you're like, hey, you broke the downtrend. On the other hand, uh, hey, you broke the downtrend. So guess what? Here comes a new downtrend. So here's the good news. The good news is that if you get a nine, above this dotted line of 7,900, it's one of those nines that's more likely to reverse you back to the upside. Do I think that's gonna happen? I don't, unfortunately. Uh, But um, right now, what what I see from the 12-hour chart is a consolidation at the lows. And a consolidation at the lows tells me that it's ready to break to the downside and once again, accelerate to the downside, right? Um, so the RSI is almost oversold. Uh, here is the last time the RSI was oversold. Uh, that was you know, back at the bottoms of early April. And you had a bit of a divergence here, right? RSI is already going up and the price continues to go down. Uh, The RSI is not yet oversold. So there's a little room there. The MACD is straight up negative. I mean, there is nothing positive in the MACD uh, going on. Uh, So I am expecting this to break down. And uh, you got three more candles till you get to a nine. And that could give you a little bit of a break. Uh, So the daily is on a seven. The 12 hour is on a six. So obviously there's two 12-hour candles per daily candle. So, um, so so this means that it's very likely that the daily is actually going to bottom on an eight instead of a nine. So keep that in mind because when you get a nine to the downside on the 12-hour, it will only be an eight on a daily and the 12-hour can bounce the price. And uh, so it's possible that the low for Bitcoin it should come in, uh, you know, in about 36 hours or so versus, uh, you know, 72. Just keep that in mind. Uh, what is this four hour chart? Okay, so the four hour chart gave you a 913 on the same candle. Now, ideally, I would have wanted it to be on the following candle because the following candle marked the low not the nine candles. So unfortunately it was one candle off, but nothing's perfect. Look at my arrows. What did I expect? I expected uh, when, I did this, when I drew these arrows, the last time I did this video, um, I expected us to bottom out um, in this area here. I, my arrow caught the, the bottoming candle and reverse for one to four candles and then continuation of the downtrend. So right now we're price flipping. We're on a red one. So I would wait using the four-hour chart. I would wait for a red number to trade below a prior red number and breaking this line. And maybe I'll raise that line a smidge. Okay. So where's this line at? Around 83. Let's do 83.30. Seems like a good number. 8333. Something like that like that, right? 8333. So I would want that line to be broken and a red number trading below a prior red number. That sets you up for one of those uh, short trades. Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen that video that I posted, it's strongly recommended. If you go to my YouTube channel, um, I strongly recommend uh, that video uh, that, that I have there. Uh Uh, for when i when i do mock trading in toronto uh workshop so i'm gonna uh, i don't want to change this arrow i'll just draw another arrow see when things are clearer to me from a statistical perspective i draw arrows well let's do one of these you know i'm only going to take it to eight thousand though uh, because I think under 8,000 it's actually going to accelerate so I'll, I'll talk about that one when we get there. okay, so there's your four hour chart. also notice how the four hour chart gave you a beautiful you know trade from this red arrow here because this was a nine sell when it started right into a, a nine buy where you would take your profit from the from this trade. perfect trade absolutely perfect using the four hour chart. Uh, you know what? Your MACD is starting to cross. Your RSI is starting to trend up. So these are positive signs. Your volume is slowing down. A bit of a positive sign. Uh, But my chart patterns are telling me that, and remember the daily is still bearish. The 12 hour is still bearish. So a lot of the stuff is not looking good. Um, You know
1: what? Let me put in, Let me see what the CMF looks like. Uh, Where is CMF?
0: There is CMF and also OBV. Man, price is getting squeezed here. All right, CMF.
1: Let's do area. I don't
0: actually like it green I like my CMF where it's green above and red below. So you got a bit of a, well, it's not really divergence, right? So the CMF looks pretty bad on the four hour chart. Very bad. Lots of, you know, negative volume here. I don't see any divergence here. So this is not a good sign. You'd
1: need, you know, another low with a higher CMF. So I I don't really see divergence here. Yeah, there's definitely divergence here. And this didn't look that bad, so.
0: Yeah, so I I don't really see much help in those to spot a reversal anyway. Here is the hourly chart. And again, I don't see anything in the CMF or OBV to help you here uh maybe nick would have like uh, Nick's the expert at these indicators a little better than i am though i don't see anything so here's the hourly chart you are being held up by uh i mean one of the cloud lines is helping you out a little you are now fully below the cloud you are below the moving average everything is kind of bearish but you're price flipping, so not much is going on. You had an aggressive 13, a sequential 13, an aggressive 13. But you're not done. But right? you're still doing a countdown here, right? Uh, as I expected, dropping below this line accelerated the price. Unfortunately, didn't give you a great buying opportunity. But you know the a sequential 13 did catch the hammer low. Uh, and right now. I would draw another one of these red lines, a little bit tricky. Um, I would draw it here off the recent low. And I would say that if this line is broken, uh, we are gonna accelerate to the downside. I'll make that red. And uh, where is this line? Uh, 8,300. So there you go. So the break of 8,300 will most likely accelerate uh, the price down. All right. You're in a bear market, guys. Nothing I can do. All right. um uh, Gold is not doing anything. All right. Uh, what is this? The NASDAQ, I like the NASDAQ. This is where me and Tyler Jenks disagree. And I remain a fan of the NASDAQ. Let's see what happens next week. If next week we get to 7,500, we're going back to new all time highs and the worry, my worry, well, I never really had worry, but I know he did. Um, and the S&P is probably gonna look the same. S&P is on a one week chart as well. Huge week for the S&P. Uh, The S&P is still a little more bearish than the NASDAQ, Uh, the NASDAQ, uh, the NASDAQ is pretty much, yeah, everything is trending up except the 30 week needs to get above the 50 week. So I need a couple more weeks there. And that's about it. I don't even know what this is. This is okay. Another daily Bitcoin chart. Um, That's pretty much it. All right, guys. Oh, I forgot to talk about my, my, uh, this is my workshops. So Philadelphia, uh, May 19th. Um, all right. I, I think this was a lot longer than I expected, uh, but I got on a roll there a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. So here's what I was, worry- I was working on all day, uh, making my affiliate page a little bit cooler. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm not on this site, but on tonebase.com, but it's not live yet. So maybe tomorrow we'll make it live. And uh, if you guys like my work and you want to support my work, I will do your Q&A right after this. If you guys like my work and you like to support my work, uh, please check out the affiliates and referral page on libertylifetrail.com. And if you are going to sign up for any of these companies, uh, please use my links. Uh, This is one way you can support all of these videos that I make for you. All right, let's go to questions, Corey. I don't want to go to sleep. I'm going to sleep early. I've been waking up early, uh, so I want to wake up early tomorrow as well. Okay. Can you speak about the intersection of blockchain, AI, and decentralized services like ride sharing? Are you against the evolution of blockchain tech? There is a lot in that question, guys. Um, I'm going to quote Jimmy Song. AI is just a computer algorithm. It's not decentralized. AI is just a computer algorithm. Uh, Just like the cloud is another person's computer. Uh, So AI is just a computer algorithm. So I don't know what a blockchain AI is. No idea. Okay, I know what a blockchain is. A blockchain is proof of work. Uh, that's basically what blockchain is. It's proof of work. That's blockchain. Okay. AI is a computer algorithm. They're, they're, they're not connected, right? If some company is selling blockchain AI, they're probably scamming for, you know, funding. Decentralized services like ride sharing. Um, I, I want to say decentralized services like ride sharing are dumb But only where centralized life sharing, life sharing, centralized ride sharing is legal. So if centralized ride sharing is legal, decentralizing ride sharing is plain old stupid. However, uh, where ride sharing is illegal, decentralizing ride sharing becomes necessary. I know most of you don't understand the difference. And I know you think that um, Uber is a terrible company, and I 100% disagree. So I'm not going to get in too much detail on this, but just think about it for a second, okay? Decentralization is a tool that prevents censorship. If you don't have censorship, you don't need it. No one is going to use it. It's going to be too expensive. Also you're not gonna be able to create a decentralized ride sharing. It's impossible. And here's why. Because uh, how are you gonna prevent, how are you gonna fix bugs? It's a computer program. There's always bugs. When you have a decentralized ride sharing, who's gonna fix a problem? And I know you all think that the community is going to fix the problem, but the community is not going to fix the problem. Someone has to be financially motivated to fix the problem. So that means one of two things. Either you have a centralized company responsible for a decentralized application, which again is dumb, or you're printing your own money. Now, Bitcoin actually prints its own money, but it's printed its own money in a decentralized way. You cannot replicate that. You cannot print money in a decentralized way because you need to profit from your own money printing. So if you're thinking that you're going to build a decentralized uh, ride sharing with, you know, by printing money, you're going to be printing money for yourself. And that motivates you to fix the bugs in your decentralized program. But then people like me and Jimmy Song will argue your program isn't actually decentralized. Um, or, you cre- you, or you started your project as a security like Ethereum did. Like it, it's not gonna work. Uh, so, and you can apply the same concept to, you know, decentralized Airbnb and decentralized anything else, right? Again, if Airbnb is illegal in France, having a decentralized Airbnb in France will work. Just like Uber. Decentralized Uber in France. It's illegal there. Go and do it. It's stupid to do it here in America unless it's like Las Vegas or whatever, right? Uh, Where Uber, I don't know if if it's back in Vegas. I have no idea, right? But um, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're gonna get. All right. Uh, next question, and thank you for the tip. With the next question, can Nano
1: ever overtake? If can Nano ever overtake
0: Bitcoin? If no, what is holding it back? Uh, no, Nano cannot overtake Bitcoin. What's holding Nano back is the fact that Nano is probably a scam. I'm only saying the word probably is because I've never heard of Nano before. So I have no idea. And Corey, if someone is asking about a scam coin, please don't put the question up because that promotes a scam coin that whoever is, this guy is willing to pay $5 to pump his position by me mentioning a coin I've never heard of named Nano. I guarantee you that Nano is a scam. There is no way in hell anyone is going to launch a fair blockchain at this point in time. It's not worth their time. Those days are over. The only things left to launch are outright scams. That's it. The days of Dogecoin, the days of Litecoin, uh, the days of Monero, those days are gone. Now it's the days of Zcash and, you know, ICOs, like you have to print money for yourself first, then you make up excuses why the community needs to buy this garbage from you. So, no, none of this is going to overtake anything. What level of trading view do you recommend for for analysis? I used to use pro for a while. I've upgraded to the to the to the highest level. I've upgraded to the premium uh, mostly because I wanted to have my signature when I publish my scripts uh, and also unlimited chart saving because you people keep asking me to chart garbage so I needed unlimited chart uh, saving. I'd say the pro version is good uh, and if you're gonna buy one, and you wanna support me, please use my affiliate code. Yes, I have no sponsors guys, so I will be shilling my affiliate codes. I don't have a problem with that because I know I don't shill scams. Uh, Next, one month in crypto is like a year in the stock market. How can you compare something that has not enough time in the market? I do my best. We all do our best and you saw me compare the daily Bitcoin chart to the weekly chart of gold because everything in crypto just moves faster. So um, you adjust, you adjust your time frame to, if those you have an understanding that crypto moves faster, then you can kind of still adjust. We do our best, we do the best we can. Next. Tone, what do you think about the post consensus Bitcoin pump phenomenon? I don't believe it exists. I think it's just, I, I, I went over this the other day. Please check out my past videos. I think it's bullshit. I think it's more people uh, that are holding Bitcoin long, that are invested in those positions. Look, I want there to be a pump. I want to lose my bet to Doug Polk. I, wanna, I want to lose that bet. I want to pay Doug Polk 0.1 Bitcoin or less Uh, at the end of 2019 or 2018, uh, at the end of 2019, right? So on January 1st, uh, 2020, I want to pay 0.1 Bitcoin to Dark Polk, uh, where 0.1 Bitcoin equals $10,000. I want to lose the bet. I don't believe I'm going to lose the bet. That's why I made the bet, but I want to lose that bet. Um, Next. And again, thank you for your tip on the next question. Uh, Please use dark charts better for our eyes. I have a problem using dark charts. Uh, I grew up on white background charts. I traded for 10 years on white background charts. And me going to dark charts is difficult for me. I've been thinking about doing it, but I just can't pull the trigger. Uh, But thank you for the concern. Next, Tone, I'd say 25 million people will be buying Bitcoin for the first time in the next six months. Uh, why, does the price, uh, why does the price keep crashing? Uh, I, that's a good question, right? Uh, because smart people like to sell to dumb people. So it's very advantageous for smart people right now to continue selling to noobs and continue to drop the price down so that these noobs buy Bitcoin, get pissed that they bought Bitcoin that lost the money, they sell the Bitcoin back to the smart traders and investors. It's just the way it works. It's just the way it works, okay? Every one of us, almost every one of us, right? Bought Bitcoin and watched it go down in price, except the people that bought it in 2016. Like, how many of you didn't sit through a bear market? I sat through the entire 2014 bear market. I was there throughout the gold bear market, okay? I was there throughout the whole financial crisis bear market with investments. I have plenty of experience in bear markets. So if you have no experience in bear markets, you have no idea uh, how or when this bear market and Bitcoin is going to end. How will you know the downtrend is over? I'll see it in the charts, guys. When I see it in the charts, I'll tell you, okay? Um, When did I know the 2014 Bitcoin bear market was over? I'll tell you. Now, we had capitulation in Bitcoin the first week of January. We also had a big crash in, in Bitcoin in August of 2015. So January 2015 and um, August of 2015 were the lows in Bitcoin. When did I think the Bitcoin bear market was over uh, with the Greek banking crisis? So I thought the bear market was over in June. In June 2015, I expected that that's when I felt the Bitcoin bear market had ended. But this is where you get optimistic. When the seven-day moving average is above the 30-day, sorry, the seven-week moving average is above the 30-week moving average, which is above the 50-week moving average and they're all trending upwards. That's when you have confidence that the bear market has ended, after you had sufficient capitulation. And we'll talk more about capitulation in upcoming videos. All right, let's see what else we got. Tone, do you think Richard Hart was right for his call for a two-year bear market in Bitcoin? I don't think so. I don't think this bear market is going to last that long. I honestly think this bear market will end this year. Probably. It's possible that it will last into next year, but I don't believe it's going to last two full years. Okay. Um, I don't believe it's going to last into December of next year. Uh, My best guess is that the bear market should end at the end of the summer. Uh, by the end of the summer, the bear market should end. But that's just my current guess. I can change my mind tomorrow, okay? As of right now, I think that this bear market will only last about nine months maximum. So if we started in December, nine months takes us into August, okay? So August, September is probably when the bear market is going to end. My best guess right now. Does Bitcoin need privacy features uh, before Tone will start trading it? No. I mean, Monero has privacy features, but exchanges that trade Monero sure as hell don't. Uh, Completely independent, guys. I'm not going to trade Bitcoin because I don't want to give up my private keys. Too important to me. I also don't have time to trade Bitcoin. And, um, And I also don't trust the exchanges, and the exchanges aren't anonymous. So, no. And uh, I'm not gonna, and again, having decentralized crypto exchanges has the same problem as decentralized ride sharing, which I already explained. Same problem, same problem. Next, what's your take on Ripple? Ripple's a scam. Ripple token's a scam. Ripple, the company might be quasi legit, but the Ripple token's a scam. So what does that make the company? Uh, Let's move on with the question. What are take on Ripple that has been partnering with tons of banks and expanding its nodes, plus it will resume its... St- it doesn't matter. The token is complete and utter useless garbage. I mean, nothing is going to change that. Nothing is going to change that. Um, all right, last question, guys. Do you have a preference to investing in the NASDAQ composite versus the NASDAQ 100? I prefer the NASDAQ 100 over the NASDAQ composite. Because if there's any company in the NASDAQ, 100, in the NASDAQ composite that starts to actually doing something useful, it'll be in the NASDAQ 100, right? Um, I prefer the leaders, guys. I prefer the leaders, not the laggers. Uh, most people
1: prefer the laggers. That's why they're buying penny shit coins. All right, guys. Um, hey,
0: Corey, how was the chat, man? How was my, um, I put a 30 second limit. So you can only comment once every 30 seconds. I mean, you're an, you, you're
1: an admin. So you probably can comment more often than once every 30 seconds. What am I going to be bullish gold? Uh, about 1400. All right, guys, we want about an hour and 10 minutes. I think that's
0: good. Uh, thank you guys for watching again. Check out my workshops. I will open up Dublin and the UK maybe tomorrow, but soon. And uh, also, if you like my work and want to support my work, please check out the affiliates or referral page on Liberty Life Trail. But hopefully, as of tomorrow, this will be on ToneVase.com as well. I'll also talk more about uh, Bitcoin Live. Uh, if you want to sign up for the you know mailing list for when the actual sign up begins in 22 days, uh, please use. Uh, get that bitcoin live slash tone dash base. My next um, affiliate code page will have the referral site. Um, I'll be putting educational content on that website. Uh, I'll be at Consensus next week. I'll be around. You can try to find me there. And um, as always, you know, check out Learn Trading, learn how to do this yourself, guys. You shouldn't be listening to me, shouldn't be listening to anyone. You should learn how to trade. Make your own decisions. Be responsible for your own decisions. All right. On that note, I'm gonna stop screen share. Um, my world is like Amazon boxes right now. I'm home, uh, upgrading some tech. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, I still haven't gotten the minor running yet. I'll be back at the. I'll be back at, in the woods soon enough. Uh, probably after consensus, after Philly, I'll find my way back into the woods, and then hopefully I'll get my miner up and running. All right, guys, um, no Bitcoin brief tomorrow, but I'll try and bring you another, um, you know, trading Bitcoin session
1: like this. I'll try, can't promise though. All right, I'll talk to you all on the next one.